Good afternoon, it's uh, 12 o'clock and welcome to the Money Web at Midday Show. My name is Rijk van Niekerk and uh, it seems to be a good Monday morning. My market screen is mostly green and it follows a, uh, a pretty impressive week last week in which the JSE saw gains of nearly 3.8%. On the corporate front, the big news of the day is that several of the largest asset managers in South Africa are demanding an investigation into possible share price manipulation within the property group Resilient. Uh, When these allegations were first raised earlier this year, the group lost uh, nearly 120 billion rand in market cap. And this is uh, really an interesting development. And I'll speak to independent analyst Chris Gilmore about these and other stories. Private education group Advitech also reported interim numbers. And I'll speak to CEO Roy Douglas a bit later about those numbers. But first, let's look at the indicators. The JSE All Share Index up 1.3%, currently trading at 59,580 points, virtually on uh, just below the 60,000 mark. Um, and uh, I don't know when last we were there, but uh, we seem to build momentum on last week's performance. Resources up strongly, 2%. Industrials gained 1.2%. Financials also 1.6% higher. The gold index uh, also trading 1.1% higher. Uh, let's look at international markets. The FTSE 100, that is closed for a public holiday. Uh, the DAX uh, up half a percent. The CAC 40 is trading 0.4% higher. The Nikkei earlier uh, gained 0.88%. Shanghai gained one9 while the Hang Seng uh, gained 2.17%. Let's look at some individual shares. Investec trading 3.2% higher. Uh, Old Mutual 2.9, Anglos 2.9 as well, Spa also gaining nearly 2.9, Northern up 2.5, Rand Merchant Bank Holdings also 2.4% higher. Discam, MTN and Pick and Pay also gained around 2.2%. On the downtown, South 32 down 3.5%, Resilient uh, has dropped 2.6%, Nepi Rock Castle also 2.4% down, Kiro has lost 2%, Massmart and Braid, uh, well Massmart down 2% and Braid down just under one percent let's look at the currencies the uh, rand is trading at 14 rand 29 against the dollar 18 rand 36 against the pound and 16 rand 61 against the euro the euro is trading at one dollar 16 the pound is trading at one dollar 28 bitcoin is trading at six thousand six hundred and ninety five dollars or ninety seven thousand two hundred and two rand Gold is trading at 1204 Good to see gold back above $1,200. Platinum still in the doldrums down slightly $789 this morning. Brent crude is trading slightly down at $75.56. And on the capital market, the R186 is trading at 8.89%. Chris Gilmore, investment guru and independent analyst. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. We seem to have hit a bit of a sweet spot in a very turbulent environment. Well, we've been waiting long enough for it and you know just before we came on we were referring to Magnus Haystack's uh, nightmare on Maud Street and <laughs> maybe maybe that's uh, that's that's written at the bottom of the market no look I thought it was a very very good article and uh, it was very sobering but uh, you're right I mean last week we were up this week we're starting off on a good foot um, but we're still well below where we were at the beginning of the year at the the height of Ramaphoria and you know it's still a bit concerning the fact that even the rand is so weak and and yet we're not at, at kind of all-time highs. And I think that comes really back to, to Nas Perse because that's by far the biggest single um, element in the in the, the, the old Z40, or the, or the old share index, should I say. So, um, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's good news, 
But uh, one swallow doesn't make a summer, and I wouldn't get too too carried away with it. No, definitely not. But let's talk about Naspers. Uh, the company had its AGM last week. Um, I don't, don't, I'm sure you remember the previous one was a bit of a... Uh, not not the nicest AGM you could have attended. There was a bit of tension between some shareholder activists and uh, and the board. Uh, and this year they've turned uh, over a new leaf. They were very transparent, and uh, you know they actually. Um, I, I think most shareholders walked out of there and said, "Wow, this uh, this approach is much better." Yeah, and uh, <laughs> as you rightly say, I think uh, in, in the Money Web this morning the the article referred to it as a charm offensive, mm. and it's exactly what what it was. Uh, I mean, gone is the arrogance of the past. I mean, it, it was sheer unadulterated arrogance that uh, Kurt Becker I think uh, displayed up until very very recently, and now it's much more temperate behavior, you know, uh, willing to, to, to look at certain things and uh, actually talking about the possibility of maybe uh, splitting into, into separate entities a bit further down the track, although not giving any, any um, uh, firm commitment to do anything like that. So, uh, yes, you're right, taking into account uh, many of the, the shareholder concerns. And this is good news because, you know, I think they've realized that uh, they've been getting some incredibly bad publicity up until now. And uh, whoever is advising them is doing a good job because there's a sea change here uh, that is apparent, and it, and it's it's good. Yeah, uh, but it does seem that there may be a breakup soon. Um, they are concerned that the JSC is too small a, uh, a boss for the company. Yeah. Um, it is, you know, it, it, we all know it's actually way too big, about twenty percent of the of the Aussie index, um, and they have uh, assets which for shareholders are not realizing any value at all. Mm, no, you're right. Um, look, it would be fascinating to see um, multi-choice, for example, uh, being listed separately. And, um, you know, that would give a really good insight into the profitability and, 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 and the extreme profitability in certain uh, geographic jurisdictions of, of this company. Um, so you, you'd get a closer uh, look at it uh, from, from a consumer's perspective, at least. Uh, the classifieds and all this type of thing. Yeah, it, it really would be, would be absolutely fascinating because as things currently stand, uh, when, you, when you do a valuation of, of NASPERS, you know, much of the stuff you're actually getting not just for nothing, but you're coming in at a, at a major negative um, a value. So maybe they're looking towards uh, doing exactly what you described. Unlocking value by by giving more transparency by, by having separate listings and this type of thing. That would be good. Yeah, um, resilient, uh, biggest property group on the JSC, but they have uh, faced some interesting times uh, in recent months. Um, and now the big uh, asset managers, including the PIC, Alan Gray, Coronation, Old Mutual, Investec, Stanlip, Sunlum, Prudential, virtually all of the the big players, they're not happy with the uh, investigation into alleged um, price manipulation, and they want their own investigation. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of this? Yeah, well, I mean, you, you, th- those names you've just trotted out here, I mean, they would all have been up to their ears in, in, in resilience uh, <laughs> up until fairly recently. And uh, they're obviously very, very unhappy with what's happened to the share price. Because until this happened, you know, there was, uh, there was very little indication that there was anything wrong at all. So uh, yeah, they're, they're unhappy. They're, they're, they're looking for much more uh, an, of an in-depth uh, type of investigation. And uh, I'm sure they'll get it now. Yeah, share price down 2.3% today. Um, and as I'm talking to you, it refreshes. Um, currently at 56 rand 95. 
um, and with and it came down from 153 rand. Yeah. yeah. So it's trading at roughly a third of where it, where mm. it was. Um, look, I mean, this is not a Steinhoff, but it's um, it's had a monumental crash. And again, it comes back to what we were talking about uh, earlier. It's about reputation. It's about doing the right thing. It's about being in contact with your major shareholders and um, listening to their concerns and, and doing something constructive and positive about it. And obviously, uh, in terms of the, um, of, of the feedback that we're seeing, the, the major shareholders, uh, shareholders are not happy with it. So they're going to have to listen to the shareholders far more closely. Mm. Another interesting story um, this morning was uh, research done by Schroders which shows how the number of companies listed on international exchanges have uh, decreased. Um, in, in the 1990s, in the U.S., for example, there were around 8,000 listed companies. Today, there are 4,000. In, in the U.K., um, it came down from 5,000 to 2,500. So both of those markets have halved uh, by the number of counters. Um, and in South Africa, it came down from around 500 to just around 370 a year. Why do you think this is the case? Yeah. Interesting enough, in South Africa, it's been hovering around that kind of 350 to 400 level for quite a while now. So it, it seems to have bottomed out there. But, you know, uh, the, the, the prime reasons for being listed on the stock exchange are, you know, to provide uh, a medium of exchange to, to, to basically get a share price that reflects the innate uh, worth of the company, but also uh, to, to be able to raise capital. Now, if you delve into the, the denizens of the, the JSE, you'll find all sorts of um, stories that tell you that so much capital has been raised. But in terms of big rights issues and the like, there are very, very few and far between. So companies around the world are not necessarily using uh, stock exchanges uh, in the way that they used them back in the, the 19th and 20th century as a means of raising capital, because there are far um, there are far more ways of doing that these days, and, and notably in the, the realm of private equity, for example. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's easier and it's, it's perhaps less transparent, obviously. Uh, but uh, that, again, is perhaps one of the reasons why they're shying away from it, because they're shying away from the publicity that goes hand in hand with being listed. Um, and in many ways, there's no hiding place. Well, in the 1990s in South Africa, there must have been 20 gold counters. Yeah. And today they are very few. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think the, the property, the REITs, actually have saved the JSE in many ways because we have saw a, a you know, significant number of listings in that sector in recent years as well. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So, you know, the composition of the JSE has changed remarkably. You go back in the 90s, dominated by mining houses, you know, the likes of Anglo-American and Gencore and stuff like that, all gone. Um, well, not all gone, but just about. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it is an evolving thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, it, it, it's also, I think, a feature. It's a reflection of uh, the fact that uh, markets around the world uh, haven't really performed the way that they, that they might have. You look at America. The, the investing public, uh, they got a big fright in the, in the 2008 crash. And, and they have started coming back uh, kind of reluctantly, but um, it's not back to where it was. So, you know, um, also don't forget that the life cycle uh, of, a, of a typical company has decreased dramatically in the number of years that it's around. So you would perhaps expect to see not as many companies as there were. And that's a, a, a facet and a feature of technology. And we can talk about that, although I am sure. Thank you, Chris. Uh, that was Chris Gilmore, independent analyst.